Well, hello there, friend. Brian Del Turco here. Welcome to Jesus Smart, the podcast. How are you doing? I hope that things are going well. At the time of this recording, we're in the middle of the, shall we say, the dog days, the hot dog days of summer, the middle of July 2020. And you know, in January, we're craving for these days. And then when these sorts of days hit, it's almost as if we're ready for fall. I don't know. Are we ever satisfied? Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 138. Today's episode is something the snake does not want you to know. You have authority to name things. You see, my friend, in Christ, we are requalified for the kingdom. If you're born again, you are ushered into the kingdom right now, the world of Jesus Christ, the realm, the authority of Christ. And one of the new capacities that we now have that we can develop into, grow into, is that we can name things in alignment with higher design. Please listen to that again. We can name things in alignment with higher design. You see, with Jesus, we are now requalified for a partnership with the Creator. This is a friendship-based partnership between heaven and earth. In Colossians 1, 13 and 14, Paul writes that we have been rescued from the domain of darkness by the Lord. We've been transferred to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. You see, we not only have forgiveness of sins, this is not just a gospel of sin management, this is the gospel of the kingdom. We have been redeemed and purchased and translated now into Christ's world. We just need to develop, we just need to grow in it, the kingdom of the Son of God. He is loved by the Father, and so are we. We are in the beloved Christ. Actually, we are reconnected with that original creator human enterprise, which was lost when humanity fell. Now, my friend, we have this deep desire and instinct and capacity to cultivate, to cultivate creation. It's really Edenic. If we go back to Genesis, the book of beginnings, we understand that we are designed to cultivate the creation. Genesis 2.15, then the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden, which by the way means Garden of Delights, to cultivate it and to keep it. You, me, we are assigned to draw out the latent potential of all things throughout creation. Now listen, God then brought the animal kingdom before Adam, God even says, to see what he would call them. There are a couple of things going on here. First, God is allowing Adam to see if there would be a corresponding partner to help him. It was not good for him to be alone. And thankfully, his marriage partner <laughs> did not come from the animal kingdom. It says there was not found a partner suitable or corresponding or correlating to Adam. But also, in the naming of the animals, we see a powerful kingdom precedent, a powerful kingdom principle. 
Adam was given the power to name. Genesis 2.19, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every bird of the sky, and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. That's incredible. God is the creator. Then he brings creation before man to see what man will call it. Whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. It's always been about this partnership. And in Christ, when we are yoked to Christ, he said, my burden is easy. My load is light. Come cultivate with me in this world. Pull with me. When we cultivate with Christ, we now are tapping back into these Edenic principles and patterns and precedents. And naming is one of those. Naming expresses authority. I remember one of our daughters, we took naming so seriously. This was me, you know, my OCD, my obsessive compulsive uh, nature. With one of our daughters, we did something actually, which was actually illegal. We took her out of the hospital without giving her an official name because we still were not settled on it. (laughs) I was working through a process of elimination. I had lists. I was looking up, you know, my wife and I were looking up the meanings of, of, um, and I'm going to put this one on me, you know, the fact that it took so long to name her my OCD. But yeah, one of our daughters we brought home and then we're contacted, I think a few days later by, you know, um, you know what? We need a name. Okay. This is a legal birth. We need a name. And so we finally settled on the name Celeste Sophia, our third daughter, Celeste Sophia, which means heavenly wisdom. All right. Well, naming expresses authority. We took naming very seriously as parents. Even larger still, naming in general expresses authority. You may have heard of that old school commentary, Matthew Henry, which I think goes back to the 15 or 1600s. He said about naming from this verse in Genesis, I believe, 219, it is an act of authority to impose names and of subjection to receive them. It is an act of authority to impose a name. You see, Adam perceived as the animal kingdom was paraded before Adam, he perceived the design and nature of the animals and birds. This is what God wanted him to do. Look into my creation and look into its design and into its nature, and I want you to call out its name, its purpose. God created Adam, listen, added three things, perception, definition, and activation. And you need to look around your personal world. I need to do the same and add perception and definition, which is clarity and activation in naming whatever the man called a living creature. That was its name. Adam named according to the design according to higher design. Now, there are things in your world right now that have been labeled. You've labeled them. Others have labeled them. Circumstances have have labeled situations and people and things and settings and opportunities and, you know, challenges, whatever. 
you have the opportunity to look into it with perception and bring a higher definition and clarity to it and name it according to higher design. And in that naming, which is an act of faith, it is a stance of faith, you activate that object of your focus, that object of your naming into higher design. See, God was looking for this partnership. This is this what what Adam did in the naming of the animals is more than the animal kingdom. It is an archetype. It's a prototype. It's a pattern and precedent. God recognized it according to how Adam named it and God endorsed it with his seal. Do you see the partnership there? Do you see the partnership that God is looking for in your own experience today? It's more about animals and birds. It's a core principle. It's about our capacity in Christ, listen, to see into everything God has created and to name it in harmony with higher design. This is a powerful, powerful capacity that the snake does not want you to know about. Thus the title of today's episode. This all works out in powerful, practical ways in our lives and in all of the things that we put our hands to, all of the work that we do. Franz de Leach and Johann Frederick Carquil, I'm sure I butchered that at some level. These guys were gold standard German scholars in the 19th century. And they collaborated on an Old Testament commentary. It was published in 1861, and it's still in print today. It's still a premier Old Testament commentary today. And they wrote that Adam had, quote, deep and direct mental insight into the nature of the animals. And my hope for you and me is that we would have deep and direct insight even more than mental insight, with that spiritual insight and understanding by revelation into the nature of everything around you. Look around you. Everything in your personal world. Look further. Everything in that sphere of influence, that assignment, the reach that you have. You have deep and direct spiritual and mental insight available through prayer and through declaration and through insight to rename the nature, to take those false labels off of it and rename it and activate it into higher design through prayer, through declaration, and through prayer-born activity, which corresponds with the new naming. Naming proves that you have lordship over something. You and I are not the ultimate Lord, but we are like vice lords or vice regents is a phrase we use a lot on this podcast. God is sovereign. Jesus is king. But we exercise dominion under that sovereignty as vice regents. And in a sense, you prove your vice regentship. Is that a word? You prove your lordship under the ultimate lordship of the Lord of all as you rename Think about it. Let's think about establishing a momentum in our life where the very expression of our life personally in our kingdom career, you know, the kingdom contribution that you bring to the table 
in your profession, every aspect of your life, where you really establish this momentum of everywhere you go, you see and you rename and you bring things into higher design, a powerful capacity that the snake does not want you to know about. You see, what the snake will do is if he can't stop you from getting born again and making your entrance into the kingdom, he will look behind him and see all of, all of, all of the ground that you could take in your development, and he will seek to resist and prevent you from developing into these kingdom capacities, like your kingdom capacity to partner with God and to name things. To name something means that you are acquainted with it at some level. You have a relationship to something in the created order. Look around you in your personal world. Look a little further into the realm of your, the sphere of your influence and reach. The creator is waiting for us. He's waiting for us to see into the design of things and to name it as such and to draw out the latent potential. This is cultivation. And it's guarding and keeping and protecting what God has created, protecting it from the snake, keeping the snake away from it, all of his propaganda, all of his false labeling, all of his false narratives. It's a partnership between the creator and you. We can rename things according to the higher design. If we don't name things accurately, guess what will happen? Can you guess? Will there be a vacuum? By default, it will be named with a false design. The snake knows the power of naming and bringing false narratives and false identity and false naming and false labeling. Everything about the snake is counterfeit. He's a thief, an interloper, a usurper. He's not creative. He only corrupts what is created. He can't create. But we are charged under Christ to not allow that vacuum to exist, to not give him the opportunity because he will take it. By default, if you don't name it, if you don't speak over your child, if you don't pray over your child, that new initiative that you're starting, if you don't have a strong intentionality about it and a strong sense of identity and vision and naming, you know, that new beautiful season that you have an opportunity to come into, if you don't preface it and frame it with prayer and with naming, guess what can quite possibly happen over just not too much time? By default, there will be a false naming and a false labeling and a resistance to that new season to that child, to that fresh new initiative that you're pursuing. If something in your world is off point, if it's off the mark, here's my encouragement. We can seek to dial into the creator, pick up his higher frequencies and rename it according to his design. Isn't this powerful? The snake doesn't want you to know this. If he can't stop you from getting, quote, saved and born again, he'll try to keep you just riding a pew to go to heaven someday. But behind him, what he's resisting and trying to block you from is all of these kingdom capacities and potentials, because that's what puts the hurt on him. That's what brings transformation. 
That's how we hasten the coming of the Lord's return. That's how we bring this gospel of the kingdom to every ethnic group around the world, how we demonstrate and witness to the age which is to come. We taste the powers of the age which is to come. We can live with that horizon of that time when the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. We can start living in that now and become a witness to that horizon, to the coming King who's bringing that horizon. And we start tasting the powers of the age which is to come. Hebrews 6, 5. Get well acquainted with Hebrews 6, verses 4 and 5. Five elements there that you really need to pursue, that I really need to pursue. Elegant, elegant design is beautiful. Satan is into ugly and counterfeit. God is into beauty and elegant design and fruitfulness. It's attractive. It's winsome. It draws the world's attention. We take the Lord's name to ourselves as a memorial instead of taking his name to ourselves in vain and not adequately, not accurately demonstrating who he really is, what he's really done in Christ. Naming releases identity, purpose, and life. Reflect and pray about it with me. I always encourage journaling. Record. Establish prayer objectives. Get some faith edges down in your journal that you're believing for. What are those horizons you're moving towards? What part, here's a question the snake doesn't want you to ask. What parts of creation am I, do I feel God is asking me to name, to cultivate, to draw out its latent potential? Is it something in your home? Start really tight. Start with your heart. And then look around you in your room, in your home, in your personal space, your personal world, and then begin to look out into your sphere of influence and calling. Is it something in education space? Is it something in arts and entertainment, technology, business, nonprofit causes and initiatives, entrepreneurialism? Is it something in public policy? Is it something in the ecclesia, the church world, proper Whatever it may be, bring it into the marketplace of ideas. Bring it into the marketplace of everyday life, to the streets, to the city gates, to civilization, to society. Demonstrate the kingdom of God. Deeply script, deeply script your inner person with the reality that in Christ we are re-qualified for a significant partnership with the creator of all things. Would you agree with me in prayer? Father, we come before you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, with his power of attorney. We come in the standing of his firstborn rights over all of creation. We come in the reality that Christ is now seated at your right hand. He's been given to us as head over all things. Father, we ask that you would reveal to us, bring revelation deep in our heart. May it not just be a quick intellectual or cerebral interesting idea there, experience, but we pray that through 
reflection and revisiting these ideas and looking at some verses and praying into them and that we would become deeply imprinted in our new inner man and that we would really elevate our internal state and rise to this level that we can name things. We can look around and see that that is off point as far as the father is concerned. That is off message. That right there is misaligned. That right there is obviously what God did not have in mind. And so we then can see into it, connect with your higher design, begin to pray, begin to say and rename it, and begin to even take action in prayer-born and declaration-born activity in faith, and as such, rename, rename, and rename. Father, give us this zeal to partner with you in this way. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you share this with someone you think is uh, primed for this? Somebody who needs it, which frankly is most everyone, I would say. But there may be someone who especially comes to mind, one, two, or three persons. Would you reach out to them and just say, man, you got to listen to episode 138. Listen to what he's saying and see if this resonates with you. Look at some scriptures, take it into prayer, think about it, journal about it. It could be a pivot that they need. It could be a pivot that you and I need, and I'm always looking to pivot. It's like that airline pilot. They're always honing in on their destination one degree off. They're always course correcting, course correcting, course correcting, always getting to that airport across the ocean. It's the same way with us in the kingdom. We're always honing and questing and growing and becoming more accurate, more aligned, more anointed, right? More, more, uh, more in touch with what God is building. Thank you for joining us today, episode 138. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, go to jesussmart.com. We have an e-letter which goes out periodically. What we seek to uh, curate there are uh, basic next-level elements in developing as a Christ follower, as an apprentice, as a journeyman in his kingdom. And uh, appreciate your listening, jesussmart.com. Remember, future belongs to Jesus. Jesus is brilliant. He knows about everything. He knows how life works best. We'll catch you next time.